0: Thank you.
1: Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, please send it to me. Box13 at greatdetectives.net Be sure to uh, cast your vote for the show on Podcast Alley, podcastalley.greatdetectives.net and become one of our friends over on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Well, before we do get started... With today's program, I do want to let you know about Netflix. Netflix is increasing its subscribers constantly. More and more people are switching. I do the service because it has, because they offer a great library of videos. You get to be able to choose what you want to watch when you want to watch it. And the instant watch option is now has 170 million uh, different devices it'll work with. You can try Netflix out for free by going to netflix.greatdetectives.net to start your free trial. That's netflix.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Sherlock Holmes, The Adventure of the Elusive Emerald.
2: Cremel Hair Tonic and Cremel Shampoo present the new adventures of Sherlock Holmes. Starring Nigel Bruce as Dr. Watson and Tom Conway as Sherlock Holmes. Well, here it is, Saturday night again, and time for our weekly visit with that excellent host and incomparable storyteller, Dr. Watson. I'm sure he's waiting for us in the old familiar study, so let's waste no time in joining him. Good evening, Mr. Bell. You're punctual to the minute, as usual. You bet I am. When it's time for Dr. Watson to tell a new adventure he had with the immortal Sherlock Holmes, I'm not going to miss a (laughs) second. nice of you to say so, my boy.
3: Draw up a chair, and I'll get on with tonight's new Sherlock Holmes adventure.
2: From the hint you gave us last week, it sounded like quite a story. It
3: was one that I shall never forget at any rate. For once, I played a rather... a rather dashing role in the case. Oh. And I have this small gold key on my watch chain to remind me of the fact.
2: A gold key? Given to you, perhaps,
3: by a lady, Dr. Watson?
2: It was given me, my boy, by her
3: grace, the Dowager Duchess of
2: Penfield. In gratitude for services rendered, I suppose. Oh, no, Mr.
3: Bell. Not by the wildest stretch of the imagination, could you say that? Let's say that it's a memento of one of the most unusual experiences that the great Sherlock Holmes and I ever had. I call it, The Adventure of the Elusive Emerald.
2: Sounds intriguing, Dr. Watson. But first of all, do you mind if... If you
3: have a word with our listeners? No, of course not, Mr. Bell.
2: Most every man today who takes pride in his appearance uses something to keep his hair neatly groomed. And how does the preparation you use measure up to this test? Look in the mirror. Has your hair that old-fashioned, greasy, patent leather look? Now run your hand back over your hair. Does your hair feel greasy, sticky, or dirty? If it does... Then be smart, men. Change to Kreml hair tonic. This highly specialized hair tonic contains a combination of hair grooming ingredients found in no other hair tonic. That's why Kreml keeps your hair in place longer, with such a handsome, well-groomed look. When you use Kreml, you can run your hand back over your hair, and men, it's really a pleasure. No grease comes off on your hand. And I'm sure you'll enjoy the way Kreml always looks and feels so clean on your hair and scalp. Buy a bottle of Kremel at any drug counter. Let it keep your hair looking handsome at all times. K-R-E-M-L. Kremel hair tonic. Now, Dr. Watson, how's about the adventure of the elusive emerald?
3: Well, Mr. Bell, the story began on a cold morning, more years ago than I care to remember. Holmes and I, our our breakfast just concluded, sat on either side of a cheery fire in our Baker Street lodgings. A thick fog rolled down between the houses and the windows opposite looked like dark, shapeless blurs through
2: the heavy yellow murk. A London pea super, eh, Dr. Watson? Yes, it
3: was, Mr. Bell. Our gas was lit and shone its flickering light on the white cloth and glimmer of china for the breakfast table had not yet been cleared. Shortly before 11, we heard the old familiar jangle at our front doorbell, and a few minutes later, Mrs. Hudson ushered into our room, lost Morris Danby, a middle-aged man who seemed to be in a state of great excitement.
4: Mr. Holmes... You must help me. I'll do my best, Lord Danby. What's your problem?
5: Well, uh, and this is hard to say, gentlemen, it's connected with my mother, the Duchess
3: of Penfield. Oh, so you're the Duchess of Penfield, son? That's a charming woman. I met her at a house party at the Smythe Parkinson's in Shropshire a few years ago. At the time, she was kind enough to. Watson, tell that don't she
4: you was... think your reminiscences might be more appropriate at some other time? Well, I was only pointing out Quite. her. Quite. Pray continue, Lord Danby.
5: Well, uh, here's the problem in a nutshell. My brother, the present Duke, is with his regiment in India. During his absence, all the responsibilities of the Penfield family have fallen on my unhappy shoulders. For a year now, I've been driven nearly insane by my nephew, Hillary. The boy is 18, and his madcap escapades have caused me many a sleep this night, but now comes the crowning blow. My mother, my own mother has turned thief.
3: The Duchess of Penfield, a thief, oh, come, 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 sir. You must be mistaken.
5: Would I make such a shocking statement, Doctor, unless I was sure? I repeat, she's a shoplifter, a pickpocket, a disgrace to our family.
4: Uh, Since uh, monetary considerations are surely not involved, I can only assume that her grace is a victim of that unfortunate affliction known as uh, kleptomania. She is,
5: Mr. Holmes.
4: But how can I explain that to shopkeepers, to friends of the
5: family, when Mother decides to pocket some valuable memento of a weekend house party? And though it's petty thefts today, tomorrow it may develop into more serious criminality. Mr. Holmes, you must help me find some way out of this intolerable situation. I'll pay you any for you name if what you can is find...
0: What on earth's Tell the commotion you.
5: downstairs? Well,
3: I see what's wrong, Holmes.
0: Go back to your kitchen. Mind your own business, you stupid woman.
5: It's Mother. Uh, she must have followed me your here. Your
0: Grace, how
3: delightful to see you Again?
0: Again? Who are you? Oh, don't you
3: remember? We met at the Smythe-Parkinson's a few years ago. Never saw you before no, in all
0: my life. Oh, it was in Shropshire. Fancy to us you know. Rubbish, rubbish. What? Get out of my way. Mm. Maurice. Uh, yes, Mama? Get out of here at once. This is a matter for your elders. Do you hear me? Mama, Mama I... Get out, you oaf. <sighs> yes, Mama. And when you get home, wait in the blue room for me. I shall attend to you later. Yes.
4: Your Grace, I suggest that Keep we... Keep your should...
0: suggestions to yourself, young man. Well,
3: really, I do feel... And that... you be quiet, too. Well, I beg your pardon. I was only good.
0: Can't understand a word you say. Oh, really? No. What, 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 now what, then, what, which one of you is Sherlock Holmes?
4: I am, and I Why did that, that
0: idiot son of mine come to see you?
4: I fear that professional ethics prevent me professional from... Professional
0: fiddlesticks. You don't need to hem and haw with me. I suppose Morris told you that I was a kleptomaniac.
4: I'm afraid that I Nothing can't... Nothing
0: to be afraid of. <laughs> Oh, um, either of you care for a pinch of snuff? I don't no, so. thank you. Oh, thank you very much. My well, well, word. I no. <laughs> can't understand anyone who doesn't appreciate snuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's much better now. Now then, listen to me, both of you. This story that my son undoubtedly told you about my being a kleptomaniac is an unadulterated lie. It's all part of my children's plot to get hold of my money. They're always after me for that. Especially that grandson of mine. And I'm sure he's inveigled my son, Marlis, into a scheme. And now they're planning to have me declared incompetent. Oh, goodness me, what a
3: shocking... I stocking. don't need
0: any comments. Just listen to me. Oh, No. How much did Marlis offer you as a retainer, Mr. Holmes?
4: I'm afraid I'm not at liberty to say I'll anything... I'll double
0: about... the fee and trouble you both to fear no more of this. That's all. Good day to you. I'll
4: see you downstairs, your guest.
0: You needn't bother. I may be your
3: grandmother, but I can still walk up and downstairs by myself, thank you. Oh, Holmes, what
4: a magnificent woman. Yes, quite remarkable, isn't she?
3: I think she didn't remember meeting me at the Smythe Parkinson's, though. Quite. Luckily, we weren't taken in by the son's story, wasn't it, Holmes?
4: I'm not sure. Watson, you recall that jeweled snuff box I received from this morning's post? It was a token from the King of Morania.
3: Yes, you put it on the mantelpiece.
4: Good Lord. It's vanished. Precisely. The Dowager Duchess of Penfield is so brilliant a kleptomaniac that she has achieved an unnoticed theft at 221B Baker Street. Well, of
3: all the amazing nerve.
4: Watson, we've met a worthy antagonist. Come on, old chap. Grab your hat and coat. I think we'll take the liberty of providing the Duchess with an unobtrusive escort. (laughs)
3: Holmes, this is the twelfth shop that we've been in. My feet are tired. We've been following the Duchess all day.
4: I was anxious to observe her technique.
3: Well, she's obviously had plenty of practice. Yes.
4: She's spent about a hundred pounds in this shopping tour so far, and yet she's succeeded in obtaining some five hundred pounds worth of goods. Brilliant work! Look,
3: look, 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 Holmes! That small man in the bowler hat,
4: stopping her. The shop detective, no doubt. Come on, Watson.
3: I'm
5: sorry,
4: ma'am, but uh, there it is. What utter balderdash are you talking? I must ask you to come and see the manager. Can I be of any assistance, Your Grace?
0: Huh? Oh, 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 it's Holmes and his friend. Yes, yes, you can tell this idiot to stop bothering well, me. Well, what
4: seems to be the matter?
0: I saw this here lady pick up a silver matchbox and slip it into her handbag. Kittle sticks. I examined it, yes. But if it's missing, this man was standing near me. Search him.
5: Search Holmes? But that's ridiculous. Of course it is. Mum, I must ask
0: I you. I am the dowager Duchess of Penfield. <sighs> now search this man. Uh, uh, yes, your grace. Insufferable insolence.
4: Your Grace, I must ask no,
0: you. Don't.
5: You stand here. I'm going to search you. This is ridiculous, my good yes, man. Of course it is. If you didn't take it, you got nothing to be frightened about, then. Hello, hello. What's this in your coat pocket? Great Scott Holmes. It's a silver matchbox. Oh. Quite. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Epp. You've got to explain this to the manager.
2: Mr. Holmes, I'm very
4: embarrassed that my man brought you here. That's quite all right, sir. It was a perfectly understandable mistake. Yes, but you
3: must realize that this uh, unfortunate habit of the Duchess's must be kept
4: a secret. Quite sure, Dr. Watson. And I think the program I've outlined will prove a most satisfactory way of handling any such, uh... Incidents in the future. You follow my plan quite clearly? Oh, yes, Mr. Holmes. We'll have our shop detectives watching her whenever she comes in. Anything she st- uh, doesn't pay for, we'll charge to her account as though they were purchases. Precisely. In that way, your shop will sustain no loss and the Penfield family will be spared public scandal. Yes, a very satisfactory arrangement, I think. Come on, Watson. Oh.
5: It's a very satisfactory arrangement. Don't you agree, Hilary?
4: Yes, Uncle. I suppose if we can't stop Granny pinching this stuff, at least this will keep it quiet. Hilary. All that remains to be done, Lord Danby, is to make similar arrangements at the other shops your mother patronizes. And
3: in that way, sir, all scandal can be avoided.
4: Yes, yes, it's an excellent plan, excellent.
3: I
5: only wish that since Granny's so free and easy with other people's stuff, she'd loosen up the money bags for me a little. I'm stony broke. We won't go into that now, Hilary. Come along, my boy. I know Mr. Holmes is a busy man.
4: Good day, gentlemen. Good day. 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 I'll be
3: communicating with you, Mr. Holmes.
5: Very well,
4: Lord Danby.
3: Well, I suppose that's the last we'll hear of the Duchess's problem.
4: I think not, Watson. Huh? Just before Lord Danby arrived, I was studying the social section of today's Times. Look at the item I ringed in blue pencil.
3: The distinguished Polish nobleman, Count Stephen von Kratzoff, is holding a reception at his Grosvenor Square house tomorrow afternoon. At which time the famous Kratzoff Emerald will be
4: displayed. Skim through the list of guests, Watson. I think one name will interest you. General and Mrs.
3: Martin, Lord and Lady Novick. By George,
4: the Dowager Duchess of Penfield. Exactly. And the combination of the finest emerald in Europe and the Duchess of Penfield means that this is one reception we must not miss. (laughs)
0: Oh, uh, where's your friend, Sherlock Holmes?
3: He's over there talking to Count Kratzoff, your grace.
0: <laughs> you and your friend have been following me since yesterday, haven't you, young Oh, man? No, of
3: course not. We, we wouldn't dream of such a thing. Oh,
0: fiddlesticks. Oh, I know you have. Oh, uh, by the way, you said we had met before somewhere. Where was it?
3: At the Smith Parkinson's in Shropshire. At a fancy dress dance. Oh, You're
0: no, the Parkinson's. Don't remember you? I was wearing a Feroz costume. Oh, really? <laughs> A very original. <laughs> uh, what was I wearing? Something in
3: blue. Uh, blue velvet, I <laughs> think it was. Uh, you had a white wig, I remember. You uh, you looked enchanting.
0: It wasn't a wig. It was my own hair. Uh-huh. My own hair's white. And it wasn't velvet, it was tulle. And the dress was red, not blue. However, I'm flattered that you'll remember Good night, young man. Uh, good night, judges. Oh, good night, Count Van Llew. And a very pleasant evening.
4: Good night, my dear Duchess. I'm so happy that you wanted me with your present. Oh, huh? Come along, Oh, yes, Good night, Good night, Mr. Holmes. Good night, Your Grace. Oh, thank you so much, Count. Good night, young man. Good night. A most successful evening, Count von Katzoff. I am flattered that so many distinguished guests were present, Dr. Watson. Hey, you were very quiet this evening, Mr. Holmes. I was watching, Count. My eyes hardly left the emerald during the entire evening. I imagine that you had some professional reason for attending. The he was most insistent that I invite you. But nothing seems to have happened. The gem is still lying in its case on the table there. I saw nothing happen. I hope nothing did. What could have happened? There's a stone safe and sound. Now, please examine it, Mr. Holmes. I know you have quite a reputation as an expert on jewels. What a beautiful gem. It is considered one of the finest in Europe, my dear doctor. Uh, Mr. Holmes, what is your opinion? That you've been robbed, Count von Kratzow. Rob? Yes, this is an extremely fine-paste replica. The Kratzoff emerald has been stolen right under my very eyes.
2: In just a moment, we'll rejoin Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson as they try to solve the mystery of the elusive emerald. Men, it's smart to take care of the hair you've got. And I want to tell you about criminal hair, time. You see, Kreml is a highly specialized hair tonic. It contains a combination of hair-grooming ingredients found in no other hair tonic. That's why it keeps hair neatly in place longer and gives the hair such a natural, well-groomed appearance. Never greasy or sticky. But men, Kreml does lots more than keep hair looking attractive. A quick massage with Cremel stimulates the circulation of blood right in the surface of the scalp. Notice how alive, how invigorated your scalp feels. And men, you like to rub cremel on your scalp because it's such a clean hair tonic. Never feels greasy or sticky. Its light oils have a fine lubricating effect on a dry scalp, too. At the same time, it removes loose dandruff. And if your hair is so dry that it breaks and falls, cremel actually helps condition the hair in that it makes it feel softer, more pliable. So men, for a cleaner scalp, for better groomed hair, change to cremel. J R E M L, Kremel hair tonic. So, Dr. Watson, the famous emerald had been replaced by a paste replica?
3: Yes, my boy, it had.
2: Well, I don't have to be a Sherlock Holmes to deduce that the dowager duchess was the culprit.
3: Elementary, my dear Mr. Bell, elementary. <laughs> but when the police arrived on the scene, Holmes gave no indication of our obvious suspicion. Later on, when we returned to Baker Street... I don't think either of us were in the least bit surprised to find that Lord Danby was waiting for us. In a state of great agitation. Mr. Holmes,
5: you've helped me so far. You've got to find some way out of this mess.
4: You've spoken to Count von Kratzoff since the last was discovered? Uh, yes.
5: He came over to see me while you and the police were still searching the house uh, uh, We're neighbors you well, know. What
3: did he say, sir?
5: That for the sum of 20,000 pounds,
4: he'd agreed to keep the whole matter quiet. Indeed. And why should Count von Kratzoff assume that your mother was responsible for the theft? I'm afraid he must have heard rumors of her um,
5: unfortunate habits.
3: Uh, do you propose to make the settlement, Lord Danby? The estate can't afford
5: it, Doctor. Oh, dear me, what will my brother, the Duke, say when he returns from India?
4: What am I to do, Mr. Holmes? Your problem has many more ramifications than I imagined when you first called on me, Lord Danby. I think if you'll allow me a few hours, Grace, I can give you a surprisingly satisfactory solution to your dilemma. I'll be eternally grateful if you can.
3: Well, how do you propose to do
4: it, Holmes? The first step is obvious to find the jeweler who made the paste replica. Unless I'm much mistaken, there's only one jeweler in London capable of such an exquisite piece of craftsmanship. We shall call on him, Watson. We shall call on him at once. <laughs> Yes, Mr. Holmes, I made this replica. I thought you were the only man in London capable of such brilliant work, Mr. Marcus. You are most kind. It was one of a pair of duplicates that were ordered. A pair, eh? Yes. Now the plot thickens, Watson. Of course, you
3: had no idea that the replicas were ordered with any criminal intent, Mr. Marcus. Of
4: course not, Dr. Watson. I was told that they were for a collection of replicas of famous stones, and I was paid handsomely 25 guineas apiece for them, yes. A small stake for so large a prize. Could you describe the
3: woman who gave you the order?
4: Woman, Doctor? It was a man. A young man. A man? but yes. uh,
3: But, uh, Holmes, she must have an
4: accomplice. I think not, Watson. Though the train of thought suggested is certainly an astonishing one. However, our next move should be obvious. Oh? What's that? We return to Baker Street for certain necessary tools of my trade. And then, my dear fellow, we pay an unannounced visit to the Dowager Duchess and try our hands at a little burglary. Holmes, that you? Yes, Watson. I hope you're not too cold.
3: Oh, I'm frozen to death, towering here in these bushes under the Duchess's window. You must have been gone for three-quarters of an hour at least.
4: Nevertheless, it was a very profitable excursion.
3: Oh, I'm glad to hear it. For heaven's sake, take off that stupid moustache. Look ridiculous.
4: And yet this uh, stupid moustache inspired great confidence in the second chambermaid. Under the impression that I was a flirtatious plumber uh, with prospects, she informed me that the Duchess has a small room leading off a boudoir, a room that none of the staff is allowed to enter. You
3: think that's where her hoard of stolen goods may be situated?
4: It's worth trying, old chap. A stout coil of rope attached to the balcony above should enable us to make an unobtrusive entry. It's possible, but where do we find a stout coil of rope? Even a pseudo-plumber has his tools. You don't imagine this bag contains a pipe wrench or some such useless appurtenance, do you? Look.
3: Great Scott, a coil of
4: rope. Exactly. Now let's see how best we may secure it to the balcony above. But we must work quietly, Watson. we are discovered, I'm afraid, this is going to be a trifle hard to explain...
3: Oh, When I climb up ropes, Holmes, I realise I am not as young as I used to be.
4: I thought you were surprisingly nimble, my dear Watson. Oh, I
3: don't like this. Supposing somebody discovers us burning the Duchess's house and calls the police. Then pro- what?
4: We shall probably go to prison. Strike a match, will you?
3: Right. But I still don't like
4: it. I like this lair. There we are.
3: So this is the room where the servants are not allowed, eh?
4: Now I wonder where the Duchess would. Uh... Ah, I think this wall safe gives us the answer. Longed, of course. Yes, but the safe's old-fashioned. Unless I'm much mistaken, the combination is an extremely simple one. It is. There we are. Look, Watson. This is Pandora's box indeed. Great. It's got a whole collection of silver and jewelry. And prominent among it is the King of Morania's jeweled snuff box. I'll slip that in my pocket. I think His Majesty would prefer that I retain its Look, ownership. Oh, Look There's Count von Kratzoff's emerald. Yes, Watson. We'll take charge of that, too. The rest of this collection doesn't concern us. I think there's someone in the other room. Quick, down the rope. Give me a hand up this window ledge. Who's in there? Uh, oh, hurry home, Mr. Duchess. Follow me as fast as you can.
0: Who is it? Uh, Who is it? Why, my word, why such young Dr. Watson? <laughs> that's right, that's not young Dr. Oh, Watson. How on earth did you get here?
3: <laughs> I get here? I came, got here through the window.
0: Through the window? Well, we'll, well, we'll imagine that. Uh,
3: I, I, I climbed up a rope to your balcony, your Grace.
0: You, you climbed go. up a rope? <laughs> my dear boy, you took that risk from me. Oh, you impetuous boy. Oh, me?
3: Oh, no, your Grace, you... No, not a word, I, I not
0: a word, my dear boy. I know how you feel. Oh, I'm sure you I realised it tonight uh, when you spoke of the grey chiffon dress I wore at Smith Parkinson's ball. You don't understand, I, I don't. I do. I understand only too well. Oh, but you, dear, dear boy, it hmm? can't be. It don't can't you be. understand? Think of my family, my grandchildren, oh, no. my reputation. But really, your Grace, you're making a very now, not another word, you headstrong boy. Now, one kiss what? and good night. Oh, your Grace, your Grace. I... <laughs> Oh, <sighs> My dear boy, now, now you must go.
3: Yes, I certainly must. Uh,
0: good night. Good night, you foolish boy.
3: God, Holmes will be furious. Holmes! Holmes! Holmes!
4: What's... What happened? Holmes, she... She thought I was there to see her. Hope springs eternally, in. Hmm? I trust you didn't undeceive her? No, but, uh, she kissed me, Holmes. A martyr to our cause, Watson. Well, well, it's been a most successful evening. The case is solved, and I imagine it's still quite early. What time is it?
3: Well, it's, uh, Holmes. What's wrong? Great Scott, when the Duchess kissed me, she stole my watch. <laughs>
4: The case is solved, Mr. Holmes. Yes, Lord Danby. That's why I asked you and Count von Kratzoff and your nephew to join me here in Baker Street. But where is my emerald? Here it is, Count von Kratzoff. How did you make the old girl give it back? I bet it made her furious. Supposing
3: you let my friend explain in his own
4: good time, young man. Here is the replica count, and here's the real emerald. You will, of course, identify the stone. I, uh, uh, yes, yes, of course. Splendid. Then I'm sure you have no objection to signing this document I prepared. It relieves the Duchess's family of all responsibility. Uh, please sign it uh, here. Very well, Mr. Holmes. Sir. Thank you, Count. And now, Lord Danby, I shall present this paper to you. Well, I'm tremendously grateful, Mr. Holmes, but I'm utterly confused. Then let me clarify the situation for you. I have another visitor here tonight. Please come in, won't you? Very well, Mr. Holmes. Lord, it's a jeweler fellow. Now, Mr. Marcus... Please point out the person who ordered the two paste replicas from you. It was that young man there. Me? But I've never seen you before in my life. He was the man, Mr. Holmes. You mean that mine... Was... I mean, Lord Danby, that the whole theft was part of an extremely cunning plot. Count von kratzoff you joined forces with young Hillary here. You displayed a paste replica at your reception and tempted the Duchess to seal it.
3: Which she did, and then the Count substituted the second replica in place of the one that she'd taken.
4: Precisely. And insisted that I examine the stone, knowing that I'd spot it was a fake... And then Count von Kratzoff attempted to persuade the family to settle for 20,000 pounds. For the theft of a paste imitation. Well, Count, it looks as though Sherlock Holmes was too smart for us. You'll be a fool, Hilary. Admit nothing. A confession is not needed since the guilt is proven. But where's the real emerald? I'm quite certain it's still safe in Poland. The whole plot was perfectly clear to me when Mr. Marcus told me of the pair of duplicates. Yes,
3: a septomania could hardly indulge in such an elaborate plan.
4: Nor would one work with an accomplice. Well, Lord Andy, what do you say? <sighs> shocked. Deeply shocked. My nephew I shall deal with separately, of course. Don't look so grumpy, Uncle. I was only trying to get a little money. Granny wouldn't give me any. Count von Kratsov, you can be prosecuted for fraud and extortion, you know. Only by involving the Penfield family in a great deal of scandal, I
5: assure you, Mr.
4: Holmes. Oh, what do you say, Lord Danby? Do you intend to prosecute? The Count's right, the... Scandal would be unbearable. Then I'd suggest we merely request Count von Kratzoff's immediate departure for Poland.
0: Now, don't stop me, my good woman. I'm going upstairs.
4: It's Mother. It's Granny. It's the Duchess. Oh, Lord. My
0: word. How very depressing. I came here to talk to Dr. Watson, and I find his room knee-deep with my relatives. Now, get out of this room, all of you. But, mamma! Now, I- no arguments, Marlis. Leave the room. All of you. And wait for me downstairs. Uh, very well. Come along, I Mr. Holmes. I want to speak to Dr. Watson alone.
4: Very well, Your Grace. Holmes,
3: don't leave me.
0: Well, that's extremely ungallant of you, Doctor. Your Grace,
3: you can speak freely, perfectly freely, in front of Mr. Holmes here.
0: No oh, my word. How extremely disappointing. <laughs> well, young man, I realize that I was cruel and heartless to you last night. Here, here's your watch. Oh, thank you, Grace. What's this
3: gold key on the chain?
0: Uh, well, um... That's a key to my private conservatory in the garden.
3: Oh, dear me.
4: <sighs>
0: yes, a, a man of your weight has no business climbing ropes. Uh, good day, Mr. Holmes. By your grace. Uh, oh, and Dr. Watson. Yes, your grace. I looked through my wardrobe after you left last night. I found that dress I wore at the Smythe Parkinson's. It was green. Bottle green net.
4: Watson, my dear fellow, you've made a conquest. Uh, a distinct uh, conquest. I've
3: uh, so more embarrassed than my life. A gold key, indeed. You know, Holmes, though, the case is over, I think Count von Kratzoff should be taught a lesson. Undoubtedly, he led that young fellow astray, even though Lord Danby doesn't want to prosecute. I'm not sure that we shouldn't.
4: What um, evidence would we use?
3: Replica, like emerald, of course.
4: You seem to forget that the Dowager Duchess of Penfield has just left the room.
3: What? You mean she's told it again? Yes,
4: Watson. I'm sure that our evidence will shortly be reposing in that small room off her boudoir. And I have a strong feeling that not even your love for British justice will get you there again.
2: Before Dr. Watson gives us a hint about next week's story, girls... Those famous million-dollar powers models you see on magazine covers always have to keep their hair shining bright with highlights. Now, here's how they do it.
0: We glamour-bathe our hair with cremel shampoo. And ladies, I must say, cremel shampoo brings out all the hair's natural, glossy, luster and sheen. More than you may dream ever possible. It leaves the hair simply radiant.
2: And cremel shampoo is one shampoo you can buy today that doesn't dry the hair. In fact, it has a beneficial oil base, which actually helps keep the hair from becoming dry.
0: Yes. And cremel shampoo leaves the hair so much softer, silkier, and holds a wave better.
2: Ladies, buy a bottle of cremel shampoo at any drug counter. See how easy it is to glamour bathe your hair to a vision of beauty. K-R-E-M-L. Cremel shampoo. And remember, a bottle of cremel hair tonic makes a fine addition to that Christmas stocking. Now, Dr. Watson, what about next week?
3: Well, now, next week, Mr. Bell, I shall tell you a strange adventure in which Sherlock Holmes and I fought a losing battle to prevent the murder of a man who, curiously enough, was already on his deathbed. (laughs)
2: Tonight's new Sherlock Holmes adventure was suggested by an incident in Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's story, The Musgrave Ritual. Nigel Bruce appeared by permission of California Pictures, Tom Conway through the courtesy of Eagle Lion Pictures. This is Joseph Bell speaking for Kreml Hair Tonic and Kreml Shampoo, and inviting you to be with us next week at this same time, when Dr. Watson will tell us about The Adventure of the Grand Old Man. ABC, the American
1: Broadcasting Company. Welcome back. Well, this was a fun episode. I I had a pretty good idea that the nephew uh, may have uh, been involved in this in some way. But the character of the Duchess really made this episode work. And was, uh, I, I guess, a little bit of a lighter fare, particularly after uh, yesterday's uh, big drama. These type of episodes always represent a really nice change of pace. Well, we do have one listener message. Uh, William writes in, hey, um he says that he's behind and he just got to the last Basil Rathbone episode of Sherlock Holmes, which means uh, at, at the time of this recording, he's about uh, eight or nine weeks behind. And he writes, I'm confused on something. I have a vague memory of an episode released very early in your podcast in which Bath... Rathbone gives a farewell message to the audience. I forgot uh, what that was and figured it was a bonus preview of the last Rathbone episode that you decided, for whatever reason, to give us uh, away in advance. But it turns out in the final episode, the farewell address doesn't exist. Hope you can clear up my confusion. Thanks. I believe the episode you're referring to is The Retired Colorman. And that was actually at the end of the 1939-40 radio season for uh, Basil Rathbone. He didn't have any idea that the show was going to be brought back for another series in 1940-41, and then another one in 41-42. He had no idea it was going to do nearly another 200 episodes of Sherlock Holmes after that, and another 12 movies. So it was just to end the 1939-40 season, which as far as Basil Rathbone knew, that was it. Thankfully for the rest of us, he turned out to be wrong. Well, um, also, I do have an announcement. We're going to have our 350th special coming up on Saturday. It will be The Mask of Demetrius, uh, the Screen Guild Theater presentation, and our star. This is really going to make this episode unique. It features as our star in this uh, detective story, our hero, Peter Lorre. So be sure to listen to that on Saturday, and of course tomorrow is yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Sherlock Holmes. In the meanwhile, uh, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net, follow us over on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and be sure to cast your vote for the show on Podcast Alley, podcastalley.greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.